Hello and welcome to Tribal Research Specialists, the podcast where we will be talking about important things. <laughs> That's not going to work either. Uh, hello and welcome to Tribal Research Specialists, the podcast. A podcast dedicated to chatting about... Hello and welcome to... All right. Yeah, that was, um, that was a guy named, uh, Pete Charlie. And, uh, he lived on a flathead res there. And that was recorded in about 1950 or so. And, uh, he was Cree. And I don't know a whole lot about him. He's probably pretty old at that time, but um, that song was, uh, I always thought it was pretty, pretty neat because you can hear he's singing in Cree and it's a hand game song. Um, and I always wondered what he was saying in that, in that song, but I never, uh, I never sent it out to anyone to transcribe an <laughs> anthropologist <laughs> to transcribe, yeah, a uh, non-native to transcribe that for us. <laughs> but um but uh, uh another interesting thing about that too was um there was a number of crees that were living there in western montana with the with the flatheads for a while and intermarried for a number of years and uh i came across this article at one point in time at um at what was called the sifc at that time i guess there was what is the sifc that uh what does that stand for, Aaron? The uh, SIFC, it was, it was, uh, it's the former name of the First Nations University of Canada. Oh. The, uh, it, 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 the former name SIFC is the Saskatchewan Indian Federated College. So That's right. It is, uh, yeah. I, I came across this article from, from that college. It must have been a newsletter. I don't know what it was. but it, And they were interviewing a guy from up that way. And he explained in, in this article that uh, the hand game came to them from us, from the flatheads. That was his uh, interpretation. And I thought, oh, that's pretty neat, I guess, from, from those times. But um, one, of the, one of the other things that kind of came to us more recently and even exploded across the... What did, Aaron, what, what did you trip out about last time, about Turtle Island? <laughs> What did what? I can't remember. Talk about Turtle was... Island. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Went off on Turtle Island, and I was gonna, I was gonna throw in a, a, a stereotype. Or I'm gonna reference to Turtle Island. Anyway, anyway, I'm going off. Okay. So what exploded back in? Uh, um, I don't know. I think I first started hearing the Cree Round Dance 
in about 1989 or 1990. My cousin. Red Bull. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I didn't hear Red Bull first. You know what I heard first was, uh, oh, I can't even remember. Songs of the Bear Hills. No, it was before this even. Holy smokes. How old are you? (laughs) Well, I don't know. Okay. Okay. I don't know. I don't know. I was there when did I was did I created. No, 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 did no, no, no. Shame you? No, no, you didn't. No, but Are I, you I thought it was me that you and Art Musiman sat down together, <laughs> and he showed you. <laughs> no, no, man. I I just barely heard that. And what was remarkable was the beat. You know, that unique buzzing sound. And I I never heard that before prior to about 1990. And I thought it was really odd. I, it sounded very strange to me. And I, I wanted to know more about it. But then soon after that, it kind of exploded across the across the nation, you know. And it became a really popular form of singing. Everybody learned how to do the beat. And everybody started composing songs and all this stuff. Um, and I was, I'm pretty curious about its origin. Because um, there's some debate about it currently, about whether... You know, the old debate, well, it's not our way. This is not our way. We know nothing about it. That's going on. Uh, or I guess it's always going on. And maybe um, our uh, good friend here today, Aaron Tatusis, can can clarify some things up for us about that. Shed, shed some light. Shed the light. Bring the, the light down. Light. open the shade take that blanket curtain off of your window (laughs) could you possibly shed some light (laughs) i'm too dark (laughs) (laughs) even in the winter wow (laughs) yeah but yeah the 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 round dance it's it is it is a really popular thing and uh it has been around for a long time, right? It's like, and um, our up here where I'm from, and what you know, location-wise, we might call it Saskatchewan, or you know, and in Saskatch- Saskatchewan's in a bunch of what we call treaty territory, treaty yeah. four territory, treaty six territory. It's really the 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 country of of the Plains Cree, the Soto, mm-hmm. and uh, the Nakota peoples. Uh, hmm. historically we go back and, uh, it, it, it's through these three nation, the, uh, three nations Alliance. We were, we're known historically as the iron Alliance. Hmm. It's, it's how we became, uh, we, we, we used to be woodland people, but then we eventually, uh, evolved into plains people through the, through this Alliance and oh. also in making treaties with other nations, such as the Blackfoot. Yeah, there were battles that were fought, right? But we uh, we managed to get along though, and, and make these uh, agreements uh, to maintain peace. So yeah, but in that process though, like um, you know, acquiring ceremonies, sharing ceremonies, trading ceremonies, purchasing ceremonies was a thing yeah. back then. Like uh, how how we acquired even games, like like the hand game, right? From yeah. from one tribe to another. And the process was similar to treaties, but treaties, we, we literally in our language, it's, it's a sacred exchange. Hmm. It doesn't, it's not, a, it doesn't mean treaty, but, yeah. but it's, it's based on sacred principles, nor 
namely the the presentation of of a pipe stem. Hmm. These are these pipe stems are highly decorated items that a lot of uh, plains peoples and all, all all nations, I guess, had one of these at one time and uh, utilized them in order to to um, symbolize the they're um, they're going to be exchanging stuff here and uh right uh, they weren't here to come and battle anybody or anything like that they were coming to uh make a deal right so yeah so the uh, the round dance was uh, it's something that we that was that was performed not performed i won't say performed it, it was a ceremony <laughs> that, that yeah. was done after our uh after our version of the the sundance Oh, so every every uh, you know end of May to the end of June, right right until the beginning of August is usually our Sundance season up in our our, our areas. Yeah, and uh, you know it, after the Sundance though, there's there's other ceremonies that are performed. One, uh, you know, the, in particular, a lot of people are would be familiar with today is the horse dance. But there was okay. a series of, of uh, other ceremonies that took place after, like they call it a chicken dance today. Yeah. But back then it was it was known as a thunderbird dance, a ghost oh, really? dance, yeah, and then a round dance. Oh. So a round dance was was a really uh, holy uh, ceremony where the people would would set up set on the. Would have a family bundle that would be placed on a on a, a tripod, and you know they uh, they would have a feast, and they call upon the the ancestors that have passed on, hmm. and invite them to come and dance with the with the families and friends and family that are still here in in this world, right? Yeah. So then the purpose of that was that you know the the sponsors or the people that are the family that are putting up their own dance would, would dance through the whole thing. And this would be in a daytime. Okay. A lot of people have it mixed up today that round dances only, only occur at nighttime and, uh, huh. and only in the winter time, but that's not the case, right? Uh, oh, our history, but, uh, but anytime can be done anytime. Um, but it, it evolved, uh, it evolved though on its own too, right? Like, um, like our, um, like from eighteen, oh boy, eighteen ninety five, eighteen ninety five to nineteen fifty one, the Canadian government, uh, even though we had treaty agreements, they 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 have never honored uh, any of those treaties, right? And instead, uh, yeah. chose to implement policy, and and how they dealt with Indians up here. Yeah. So in that process in 1895, and with the policy and uh, the, the ever-changing uh, amended policy called the Indian Act, they uh, they they made our ceremonies and dances illegal. So we were yeah. unable to practice things that made us healthy, right? Yeah. And uh, you know, like our dances, our songs, and later on, they even they even came after our clothing, where we weren't even allowed to dress how we want and huh. a lot of these uh policy amendments or these indian act amendments they were uh they had the full su support of, of police to enforce them right so yeah. we were literally held at gunpoint to to stop you know practicing our ways and uh, it was always jail and 
Hmm. A lot of our people went to jail just for practicing, just for yeah. singing even, right? So like these things like that. So for a long time, our, our people were basically by, by the policy, you know, uh, forced to transition into a, a way of farming. Yeah. And uh, on the weekends when, when there's nothing to do, our, our people fell into uh, alcoholism. Right. And uh, as as a way of, you know, party on the weekend, work work the fields during the week, right? <laughs> yeah. And that, that's how things turned out. There was nothing else to do because we couldn't do anything culturally. Right. All all, all the all those years, right? And it was just drinking that became the pastime. And you know, they probably wanted it that way, right? They wanted yeah. our, our people to fall into that. So so then 1951 came and they amended the Indian Act again and they 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 took the they they abolished that part where it made ceremonies illegal where now we we could practice them again. Yeah. So our people in uh, in our area, Little Pine, Poundmaker, Sweetgrass. This is where the 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 round dance originated out of out of meetings that that society members had around in that area in the area there. That they wanted to revive our societies, but they wanted to offer our people something to do uh, that's kind of not really like in a, in a spiritual or ceremonial sense, but yeah, but in a social sense, to, in order to bring introduce something to curb people from drinking on weekends. Right, right, right? Right. So they introduced the round dance then, and uh, you know uh, they they. They they did it on only on weekends and at nights, right? And they, they wanted to keep oh. people there as long as they could. So they would go all night, you know, from evening and they they try to get done before the sun came up. Huh. Huh. So but they, they retained a lot of uh, ceremonial components though, like the feast that occurs before. Yeah. Our our family, uh the practice was that, you know, you have a feast on a Wednesday if you're gonna have it on a Friday or have it on a Thursday if you're going to have it on Saturday. Mm. It's just staggering the the ceremonies that, that, you know, you're not putting so much stress on the families there to have yeah. a feast all in one day and then a round dance, you know, at night. And Oh, yeah. So that, that's how they do it back home. And uh, again, they're, they're, they're calling on our ancestors still to come and oh. dance. And uh, we feed them first. And yeah. then we invite them to dance. Yeah. And uh, the family, you know, it, they, they need to make an effort to to dance all night, right? That you yeah. can't just pick and choose what songs you want to dance to, right? It's not yeah. set up that way. It's you have huh. to honor that 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 pledge that was made basically, right? That yeah, you know, whether you said it or not, that that's the purpose of it, right? So yeah. so there you uh so that round dance was that's that's how it's been set up for uh you know as a way to uh, curb people from drinking and hmm. but there are the ceremonial components of it uh you know there there's a giveaway that takes place right people are fed too at lunch, midnight lunch hmm. and then they have a giveaway we try to have a giveaway there you know before everybody uh gets too tired and you know at a good, usually on a good time when people can still hang around and you know, where it would be okay if they left after eight. So oh, you know, I see. Uh, growing up, it would be like around two o'clock in the morning. 
and then there there's other other uh comp- like other um other things that were added in over the years like what they call a way by way way by way is the like a shaking of a tail dance oh. and it's done with um like a usually the locals men and women will you know they'll 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 put aside uh you know five dollars your ten dollars or you know a twenty dollar bill and then they'll they'll uh they'll come into the dance into the introductory song that yeah. the singers sing and then that's the the selecting song they'll they're hunting for for a partner not 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 a partner which will lead to you know, romance or, or even jealousy, right? If if somebody's yeah. wife or husband got picked, right? It's yeah, it's a social dance that that our people have always practiced. And whether you're young or whether you're old, you get picked. And then there's uh, there's three other dances that follow, uh, oh. three other songs, and oh, yeah. then uh, it's just a couple's dance, right? Kind of similar to what like people would see at uh, in an owl dance, right? right. Like or couples dance together, or kahomni. Uh, yeah. It's it's kind of similar, but they, it's called Whip Bailey, and there's a set number of songs, four songs for it. Huh. And after the the last song, there the the last dance there. That's when the the local uh, the local will will give the will slip the the five bucks or the twenty bucks and. One time I got fifty bucks. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I, I was young. I, I never, I never used to go sing or you know get get picked to sing and stuff where you yeah. get the money. But I hope I get picked in with Bioway all the time. So I get uh, you know, some now gas money. Now is that generally Canadian or American dollars? Canadian. Yeah, of course. Canadian. Yeah. <laughs> why, why, why would it be? Why would it be American? Well, I don't know, you know. I I seen this. I seen this once in uh, in Rocky Boy, that what you're talking yeah. about, and I didn't quite get what was going on. I mean, you know, it's not like you don't get it. You yeah, just, you wonder. You oh, I know what that's about. <laughs> now I know. That's one, that's one place you'll get American money for you know what by way for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, Sean Dean, that's very uh, ethnocentric of you. Hey, now we don't have no boundaries. Heroes. <laughs> Indians have no boundaries. Oh, okay? we do. We do. <laughs> you make me want to draw. We have boundary. legal boundaries, actually. We do. We've <laughs> challenged them in Supreme well, Court and lost. All right. <laughs> they, they, they <laughs> Generally, have, we used to have ceremonies long time ago that it was like a thing where, where somebody that's that's just hooking up, I guess, like you know, as a couple. Oh, the the community would kind of get together and then the men would go capture the, the wife and then oh. uh, they, they, they'd all have a, a dance. And, yeah. And, uh, yeah. And, uh, and a guy would have to watch all, all the, all the males uh, dance with his wife. Hey, eh? like <laughs> kind of similar to what Byway, but what that did was curb uh, jealousy. Right. Oh yeah. 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 So yeah. yeah. Nowadays, it's it's pretty bad, right? Like jealousy is a, a really bad thing. It is. Aaron just made me jealous a second ago. And, um, <laughs> I just about booted him from the. No, I, I tend to do that. <laughs> you have that effect on people. No, well, crows do something similar with the push dance. Is it? Is it similar? You're not. Well, not similar. We're talking about jealousy for a second. Oh. Oh. Okay. So, okay. But it's for that Pro reason. Are, yeah, they're not allowed to dance with their wife. Oh. Huh. 
Mm. And they would always tell us like, well, if you dance with your wife, then you'll only dance with your wife. And then that takes the whole social element out of the the dance. So when they have push dances, which is kind of our version of the round dance, you know, a couple's dance and it's all night kind of a thing. Yeah. You can't dance with your wife. So that's pretty familiar theme, right? Where something was taken to the evening time and then because of the policies of government policies mm-hmm. and, then, and then that um that myth that myth gets uh passed forward to future generations that oh this was only done at night or this was only yeah done, this is only done in in you know this set period of time when in reality it was our way out like way out in the middle like way away from town and yeah, and yeah, now yeah. we've adopted that. Like, well, that's where they have them when, yeah, you hear yeah, a lot yeah. of older folks talk about their grandparents would talk about doing things in like right where they lived, you know, they would do it here, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they're 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 shed behind a house or, yeah, right in town. Yeah. Or, that's that's how our Sundance was too. Our Sundance was uh was forced to go underground because people still believed in it, right? And yeah, it needed to to keep the Indian agents away from, from finding out where these dances were, were, were being held. So they, uh, took, a, they, they put the drums away and mm. they introduced, uh, a, just a, a rawhide. They, they throw a rawhide in, in the center of the, the dancers or, or the singers. I mean, before the, before they start singing, right. Mm. At our sun dances, even still today, but long ago that, that, that was never there, but when they put the drums away, they introduced this rawhide and, and with sticks that that we hit. You couldn't hear the, the that for miles. Yeah, but you'd, you'd still be able to to create a beat on on, on the animal skin and then uh, yeah, and also whistles. I guess a long time ago they they took away the you know eagle bone whistles too, so that they they wouldn't be be heard. But how oh. people uh, adapted was by dancing with a, a just a. Yeah, aspen leaf in their mouth. Oh, really? And they, this is the information that I gathered over the years. Hey, like, yeah. So now, after when when they were you know after the 1951, there they they brought back the drums, but they kept the hide in the middle. Though you'll still see yeah. that at our our sun dances there, and uh, that's that's how they went underground. And uh, you know, I always wondered, you know, because even, even though you can have them way out in the middle of nowhere. You know, those, you can hear those drums even still today, like, you know, from oh, a yeah. mile away. Yeah. 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 Especially in that flat land. Uh, mm-hmm. Long ways. That sounds like the, um, what we call today, the canvas dance. They used to, they used to just beat on a hide, you know, everybody would grab a edge, you know, but that was more for, uh, well, I don't know what, what, maybe it has some tie to that, but that's what they'd send the, send the warriors out to battle with it sing their uh they called them the sinkaka they'd sing those songs to send their warriors back or out to battle or out to raid or something but this mm-hmm. was probably this was like uh mid eight uh 1850s or so so yeah. maybe not maybe not connected to that well <clears throat> yeah i would say you guys but you people <laughs> <laughs> you're probably about 20 25 years ahead in your oppression 
than a lot of tribes in the Rockies. All right, yeah. Because of the church, the, the church's present presence was so early, yeah. That's right, ain't it? That's right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so you may not have government policy dictating until everybody else did, but you you definitely had church policy and norms determining how you guys acted, you people. <laughs> what is the um I, I don't live over there anymore what? so i i don't have to worry about that <laughs> to worry about you people <laughs> yeah, no, I'm, just, I'm just kidding what is that um what is the the story or is there even a story behind that beat you know that triple beat on that drum because that's pretty unique the, uh, think, around it? yeah 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 it's just um People uh, never never really understood it until science advanced, right? And they they actually yeah. listened to the actual rhythm of of, of a heart, and oh. it does have a have a a drag in there, like a, another another sound, and yeah. um, and that that sounds actually uh, electricity, hey? <laughs> oh, really? Flowing, flowing through the heart, yeah. In the heart, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, yeah, my big. 18 inch elk elk hand drum. Yeah. Uh, how's that? Yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. Sounds so good. The, the, the way of the of hitting this uh this drum is you you make uh like you can you can make these uh two beats like that to make a heartbeat, right? Like and one one beat is, is harder than the other. Right. But in between those beats, you're you're now dragging your fingers. You're pressing your finger, your fingernails of your two longest fingers, and uh, you know. And then you're, you're. I used two. That's how I was taught when I was younger. Oh. Some people might use one. They might use their middle finger, but you know, I I don't think people want to really give their drum the middle finger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I do. <laughs> Pretty regular. <laughs> so, so that's um, and then you're creating a little drag or a little yeah. Murmur. And in that, your your body follows through with the, that rhythm, hey, and uh, and then and then your your songs even with the follow through. How you how you match your your voice to the to this drum is is to that little drag sound. Oh, so like I I I I I, I like that. Yeah. Like, and you're uh it's a it's a different all together a different way of singing right and yeah a lot of a lot of the the rules of of round dance singing were 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 kept to right and we're we're brought into this new modernized yeah. way of, of round dance at nights and on weekends and one of the things that the the old guys were really strict of was the introduction of of english into into the songs ah uh, yeah and uh, also, also the words, and really, they the like a, a lot of the songs today would, would be offensive to a lot of the people that aren't here anymore. 
Right. I mean, especially in terms of romance, right? They they never the the intent was never for the round dance to be a a point of of romance for for people, right? To hmm. to, to introduce that or, or bring that into the the circle. Yeah. So, but you know, a lot of songs are are all about romance, right? And yeah, they differ from what songs used to be about about you know talking about spirits, talking about power, talking about you know our our people and uh, you know hmm. the the magic that we had, right? The you know yeah. in terms of power and and all that, but you know you don't you don't nearly hear that anymore. It's all replaced by by romance and. Yeah, hooking up and all that. Thing. So, <laughs> yeah. But uh, they they would they would say you know if if you don't use Cree song Cree words in a song then just sing it straight oh. because a lot of people don't appreciate uh, even a straight song today and even know yeah. what that means right because yeah. these songs are a language of their own and yeah. uh, I really I really had a good talk the other day with you know one of my mentors that's well known out there in the in power world and in the, the world of singing who who told me that you know that all of these songs and he had a story about it that you know the all, every one of these songs has a spirit mm-hmm. and uh, you know and there there's some of us that are gifted to be able to hear that language yeah. and then interpret it to the world through by singing it right and that's uh it's up to us to bring those uh, those spirits to life, right? We're we're the we're we're kind of that the conduit, yeah. Here in between the worlds, because nobody can explain where the, where those songs come from. They they come from somewhere else, yeah. And it's you know some of us can are, are blessed to just be like an antenna, right? And then all of a sudden a song <laughs> just comes boom, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. You know we're we're able to to sing it like that, right? And yeah, and uh, but you know, and in the process, though, we're not to be uh, stingy or greedy with mm. that gift, right? We 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 have to share, mm. and uh, you know, if we don't uh, utilize these songs, then you know, maybe that that gift will will leave us, right? Yeah. So yeah, we better yeah. try and do everything that we can to to keep that uh, keep that going, yeah. Because you know, it's 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 very important, and you know, there, there's there's got to be a reason for it, right? But you know, it's, it's just bit... like all our, sorry. <laughs> oh no, keep going, man. Yeah, it's just like it's our, all our other stuff, <laughs> though, right? Like, yeah, you know, we're looking at our languages dying out. We're looking at yeah. our ceremonies dying out because of that. We're yeah. looking at everything disappearing, and it was it was uh, it was prophesized that this would happen. Right. The thing is, is that we will never ever lose our dreamers. We'll never ever lose the ones that that will be able to bring these back through mm. dreams, right? Through asking, through prayer. Yeah. You know, pray for something, you'll, you'll get it. You yeah. know, you'll, you you ask. You know, maybe you don't know even know how to pick a medicine or something, and you don't even pray. You ask. Right. Hey, I wanna, I wanna learn how to pick sweet grass. I don't have anybody in my family. I'm, I'm pitiful, right? Then all of a sudden, you know, things just happen, and all of a sudden, you're, 
you know, braiding so many braids of sweetgrass, you know, in a day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, that's how it and happens, right? Sell them on Facebook. No. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, yeah. No, I know what you're talking about. And um, we talked about this previously about like uh, the composition of songs versus the versus uh, songs that are not composed, you know, like the ones you say when you talk about the, the you're like an antenna, you know, you, you don't, you don't intentionally make or compose a song to sound a certain way. Mm-hmm. You're, um, conduit. Conduit. You're, <laughs> you, it, it conduces you. <laughs> what is the word? Coalesce. It coalesces. <laughs> I use this word coalesce once. Long ago, and Aaron just won't let I, me. I think let it you go. used it a little more than once. There was about three episodes. I think you dropped coalesce on us about four no, times. Come on. Well, I'll go back. You don't think so? Go no, back. I don't think so at all. I'll go back and go find back. it. But okay, find so it. this is the deal. This is the deal. The 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 power of the song. Then I'm curious about in 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 your guys's way up there. You know, the composed song versus the the con the conduit of that arrives the song that arrives via a conduit is there a difference and are are, yeah i mean obviously there is but i mean what how is it how is it um uh, i guess managed in in your guys way because a lot of people compose songs these days they just Mm -hmm. just do you know at least i think they do you know, you get a you get a set number of, of of lyrics, like you know, put them together, and then and then you follow it through with uh, you know, uh, just just singing, right? Or you yeah. know, singing a, singing a tune to match the the words, and yeah, or or you can do either, right? Like you can have like you know a, a straight part set out, and then and yeah. then you can match words to it, and then you know yeah. make a lead for it, right? Like yeah, like, I I've, I've done some of that before, yeah. And then uh, some people are, you know, even even dream of songs too, right? Like, yeah, you know, the words and everything. Yeah, and uh, you know, whether they're in English or whether they're in in our own languages, right? So, but um, up up in our, you know, up here in the, in the north, there, you know, particularly Minnesotan, Saskatchewan. Um, I, I was listening to uh, Clayton Chief last year. They had that round dance, uh, that virtual thing there for for mosquito uh, for oh, station. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, I, 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 what stuck with me was when he he told people that you know he introduced the songs that he did to make our culture cool, to make our culture appealing to our young ones. To get so that hmm. they'll hopefully they'll get involved because it's it's cool, right? Right, right, right. And I, I never thought about it that way until he said it. That you know that hey you know if yeah. it wasn't for him, I wouldn't have been at round dances today. <laughs> really? Yeah, because he made it cool. You know, yeah. there was a bunch of us teenagers, like 13, 14, 15 year olds that that just fell into the music then uh, of what what he was bringing into that circle. Yeah. And well, I, also, also uh, Art, like Art Musiman. You know, the, the two yeah. of them went all over the place, too. And then then you had Ed running around from Waterhen Lake and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, the all the, the three of them. 
made made all these wicked songs that made ground dances cool right yeah yeah and you know it drew us in as, as young young ones and you know now we're we're the ones that are kind of i guess you know looking to to be in the place that they were when, right when, that, when we were young right so <laughs> yeah what was you gonna say aaron you you said something. oh i was I was uh, concurring. I started singing because of a little Island Creed tape. Yeah. So yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, I remember, I remember the first song, like the very first song I heard. Sing it. And I was Sing just like addicted us. to it. What's that one? Everybody knows. <laughs> well, we'll back you up then. The Pocahontas one. The Pocahontas one. It's on that tape, but no. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not that one no No, i think that holds a lot of truth you know what you're saying and um you know i i think about that oftentimes and uh think well you know there's a lot of things going on with our uh our uh our respective tribes loss of certain things and and i always think well how can you make it cool to the kids because that's really how how i think and it really is inspired by this whole round dance explosion you know how you can Mm -hmm. go to you can go to any any tribe any reserve and you know there's a group of kids that are singing cree round dance style of singing they're walking around with hand drums and backpacks yeah, yeah. And-, and they probably know about <laughs> six or ten cree words or at least they think they do <laughs> yeah <laughs> you know well i think because it's I, cool i think um the difference though between i think uh uh our generation, I guess, and like newer kids is, so we use that Cree style of round dance as a springboard to like maybe our own thing or to maybe inspire us to know what we are, to acknowledge what we already knew. Maybe it just seems like now though, that I'm meeting, I, I still meet people who are, should be starting those steps into like, Hey man, I, I, I love Cree style of singing, but I'm doing my tribal thing now. I meet more and more people who aren't doing that. They just stay in that lane. And I would think, I'm curious to ask Aaron this. Is there sometimes where you listen to people sing or something and you think it's almost like a form of appropriation? Because there's some pretty, I'm real judgmental when it comes to singing. (laughs) <laughs> so and i'm not i'm i am kind of judgy and i'm real picky about people yeah. the way the the style of music i like and yeah what i think is good singing and yeah and and even like the people i look up to in in the in round dance singing were like art mooseman and clayton chief and gordon mcgillivray and those kind of guys mm-hmm. so when i listen to like people in stairwells all day like just <laughs> I'm just like, this is crazy, man. Like, <laughs> someone's going to get mad. That, I know someone's going to get mad, but we actually had a podcast where I trashed ribbon skirts for an hour, but um, no one said anything. <laughs> to your face. No one said nothing to your face. No one said anything to my face, which is fine. So I'm curious, Aaron, do you think there's a threshold? Because, like, I know for the Crow people, we have ceremonies that don't belong to us but they were purchased, mm-hmm. right? Like you were yep. saying. And and when you talk to the tribes from those people, they don't see anything wrong with that because it was done uh, uh, it was done appropriately, right? Mm-hmm. I can honestly say that I've been a part of 
round dances and quotes that we never were taught how to put these things on or how. So is there, do you think there is a level to it? That's like, at some point you have to go to round dance Mecca to do it right. Or something like that. I don't know what that would be. But I'm just curious. Round out of school. You, you have to at least one time in your life come to Poundmaker. <laughs> yeah. You have to get beat up at Poundmaker. Yeah, you <laughs> got to get jumped. If you don't get a hickey. No, but I know what you mean. Like um, like on an extreme end, right, of, of cultural uh, appropriation. Like you see in the news lately, like, and and. If, if anybody has been on my Facebook or it's been all around Facebook where people are sharing this, this video of these, uh, these white guys at a protest in Ottawa, you know, hitting on a hand, hand drums and singing, yeah, but I do, yeah, but I do. Right. Nobody, nobody ever posted though that, right. Like that correlation there, somebody made a song, a round dance song. I can't, I can't place it to, right. Like, with the with those lyrics in there, yabba dabba do, right? Like Fred Flintstone. <laughs> I'm just it thinking, like that that person's got to regret making that song. <laughs> yeah, I know what you're talking about. Remember they yell yabba dabba do in no, the there, song? There was who was it end? that did that? Somebody did that. Um, I, I think it was Black there, Lodge. No, there's a song there. With, yeah, with yeah, the yeah. It was Eugene. Eugene Cardinal had a yabba dabba do <laughs> song. I remember so, it. Yeah, and, and, yeah, but okay, yeah. So back to your question. I want to get to the hard hitting stuff here, man. The appropriation. <laughs> but yes, um, but that's the thing, right? Like, um, like round dance. Yes, they exploded, right? And yeah, and they are, um, you know, everybody's basically coming to a point where, hey, I want to have a round dance too, right? And yeah, yeah, yeah. Watch it on YouTube and say this is what they did, or. You know, inbox somebody. How do we do? How do we go about round dance, right? And yeah, yeah we didn't no even more, do that. No more, we did, no <laughs> more tobacco or no, no more pipe stem. No more in, of of these sacred exchanges, right? Of yeah, what our people had, right? And it, it's kind of like, um, you know, to me that that would be like, you know, even worse than cultural appropriation, right? Like cultural appropriation only really is a real recent thing too, right? To, to became a real heated topic in in 2017 at the un level mm. 187 countries came together and wanted to make wanted other un countries to make this a crime in their country right mm. that that you know they they wanted uh cultural appropriation to be a criminal offense yeah uh, just for their pr- protection of indigenous cultures and indigenous uh, economies right so but you know today we 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 take this and uh, but the the truth of it though is that you know because it it was we we shared this with other nations up here it it became like I guess who can really claim ownership over it right hmm. who's who's the authority over it right. who can say that you know those people don't have the rights to do it that way or this way hmm, that's interesting. <laughs> So, you know, not like long ago, like everybody respected and, and knew where, where even a song came from. You could sing a song and you'd know where somebody came from just because yeah. of how the, they sang their style of singing, right? And so uh, you, that, That's interesting that you bring that up because <clears throat> I've, I've been involved in singing for a little while now and Sean Dean has for like, I mean, since like 
I mean, you were singing like Head Start Honor songs like back. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, like it's been a while. <laughs> yeah, um, Cree. I think Cree's style of singing has affected the way other tribes compose songs now. So there used to yeah. be kind of this the way a certain group or style yeah. song composure for sure. Right. Mm-hmm. So do you get what I'm saying though? Is that, I, I want to hear what you guys think. Do you, I think that style of singing that's popular. Cause I'm sure that, that, cause when, when you're around like pound maker or like a big bear, like it's real familiar to me, that style of singing. So mm-hmm. I think it's more of a contemporary thing, but um, what's your thoughts? Go, go <laughs> get it. Yeah, yeah. The, the 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 styles of singing have really um, kind of kind of have been really influenced by by other tribes now today too, right? So like, we can't really say um, you know where, like how how somebody sings now if that's like the the original way their their people have always sang, right? And um, but you know, yeah, Cree style is it's it is unique. Um, a lot of people, like, you know, the history even goes as far back as, you know, even Rocky Boy, right? With the Rocky Boy singers. Right. The, uh, you know, late uh, Charles, Charles uh, Gopher was, was one of the most influential singers down there. And in, uh, in, in that side of the America there in the north. And, uh, you know, even influenced uh, singers like uh, the late uh, Bill Baker. Was Bill, mm. That uh, Bill Baker's... Uh, brother-in-law was uh, Charlie Gopher, right? right? And uh, they spent, spent a lot of time singing when they were younger. And and then it was said that he took that style and, and introduced it to his people. And then you yeah. have, you have uh, other singers like uh, and come to Blackfeet and, you know, Star School. You have uh, the late Pat Kennedy that, that came from our area as well, from uh, Little Pine. You know, a lot of people didn't even... Even today, don't 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 know that Pat, like Pat Kennedy was a Cree from from yeah. Little Pine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and, uh, yeah. Well, but, he spent know, ample amount of time at Flathead, right? Pat? Ample. He used to have ample. this drum. He used to have this drum, and he'd, he'd always show my mom, "Hey, look at this drum!" And he had it was like it looked like a bongo, you know. <laughs> it had a big, <laughs> It had a big, uh, a big uh, a drum head on one side, and the other one was a little bit smaller, and it had these strings going between it. And he said, <laughs> "This side's for powwow singing." And he said, "When I flip it over, that's for round dance singing." He was really proud of it. So I have, a, I have a Pat Kennedy story. What? So do you remember Homesteader days? Yeah. yeah. So they used yeah. to have this powwow, this little, it's bad. It's, it was called Homesteader days. <laughs> yeah. The power there. <laughs> and, yeah. and one year, some some young guys got inspired and put on a hand drum contest so i was feeling kind of my oats you know yeah yeah and i went out there and killed it man like i (laughs) killed you know when you're young and you're like yeah yeah i mean i'm crispy 
no one yeah, no yeah. one got me i mean yeah. <laughs> i'll just stand by the announcer stand because they're gonna call me you know <laughs> and then pat kennedy goes up there who i didn't know at the time yeah and smoked me man <laughs> <laughs> like lit me up i mean just no calm yeah no comp. And then I was like, who the hell's this old old guy? And everybody like <laughs> slapped me and they're like, dude, that's Pat Kennedy. And I'm like, oh yeah, I've heard his name before. So he smoked me at Homesteader Days um, and drum contest. Well, let's I walk back. Won $40. That would be a let's good walk. t-shirt. Yeah, yeah. I got smoked by Pat Kennedy <laughs> with, a, Pat with Pat a round dance singer on the front. <laughs> <laughs> let's walk this back just, just for a second. This is the deal. Now I think so. When I hear, whenever I hear any that drum beat and that round dance style, I, I automatically think that belongs to the Crees. And if they won and they're not Cree, I think they ought to pay a percentage back to the nearest Cree person they see, <laughs> like at least like ten percent. Ten percent Cree fee. Ten percent Cree fee. <laughs> and I, and I, I think I think that I think they own the style, you know, and and I think uh, um, and we ought to we ought to we ought to pay for that. Unless unless you just what if you find the loophole and then you just purchase the right to use that style from a local Cree? There you go. The next <laughs> <way you should laughs> <do it. laughs> but I, that that's one of the things, though, right? When I when I'm com- coming going back to a, like ownership, right? Yeah. Like our, our yeah, people, yeah. because you know we were three nations up here. We we became inter we intermarried with each other. Yeah. So our bloodlines are all all mixed, right? Like Cree, you know, Nakota, Soto. Yeah. You know, Big Bear was was really Soto by blood. My uh, my my ancestor, Chief Palmaker, was was uh, Nakota by blood. Yeah. And uh, you know, Plains Cree is is what the what we all spoke though. And that's what our people identified as, right? Because huh. of course you, you see the world like that through the language you speak, right? Like right. and and that's that's how they they identified themselves. Even even though Chief Palmaker too was was uh what they call like his mother was Metis, right? So, oh. It's a half mix of uh Cree and uh and French. Yeah. And uh but but again still you know, he was known, respected, looked at as as being, you know, Nehiwak. Yeah. So, ne, 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 is, is how he speak out there. Huh. And uh, the same with Big Bear, right? He always yeah. spoke about the, you know, he, he actually came, he was born in, in, on the Soto side there of, you know, around so what's the Soto First Nation I Reserve and Musaman First Nation. Most of, most of those those people there are Soto by blood. Hmm. And they call themselves Nakoi, but in the, in the states they they'd say Chippewa. Oh, right? okay. So okay. you go to Rocky Boy Chippewa Cree, right? Yeah. Like we we acknowledge that we're you know we have that mixed ancestry. Yeah. So when it comes to ownership, like you know. As you know, Plains Cree people can start taxing everybody, right? Because <laughs> and for the that. record, I didn't, we I didn't, our, our, our Nakota counterparts, like where Art Musiman came from, right? Like Mosquito, yeah, is a, is a Nakota, really originally a Nakota reserve, Nakota peoples. 
See, did you, um, did you, did you see that? Aaron <laughs> immediately was like, wait a second. I can't be a part of anything where you have to tax crease. Sean Dean just suggested that all round dance singers uh, pay a fee to the Crees. I just see all those Nakoda guys and Logan Alexis and all them guys are like, what? No, we're owed money (laughs) (laughs) since when? You bought you bought started a controversy. I, I don't think we pull that much weight, you know. I don't know if we got that kind of listenership that we could make that happen. But no, honestly, honestly, this is yeah, that's what I think. Not not in those terms, but I think, you know, and mm-hmm. the, so this happens, this happens on our, our res right now. Um, you get a group of, of young folks and they say, Well, we want to do a round dance. And they just do it because I mean there there's nothing that essentially stopping them in a cultural sense. But mm-hmm. now the older people are putting their foot down and saying, no, 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 you, you, you can't do that because, and that's the common phrase, it's not really our way. Mm-hmm. You should practice our own way before you go out and do these other things. Yeah. And um, I don't know. I mean, in, in the, but the way you describe it, the way that you, you kind of frame the history of it, that it was the intent was social, you know, and, and then further to say, you know, it was this thing that was, you know, it was made cool because of the the style. The mm-hmm. I don't know if it was necessarily the English words in it. I don't know what if, if that's necessarily part of it, but that's what's really attractive, I think, to young people today because yeah. you know you can compose these what, songs of love and go ahead. What is up? I'm curious, Sean Dean. What would your right. singing life would have been like without that round dance singing? Well, you know what? I, I think it's 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 very much like you said previously. You know, it was a it was a step to mm-hmm. getting more into what was more, I guess, would be deemed like the traditional singing. It was a platform mm-hmm. to say, okay, I, I get this, and I know it probably has a history to it, but what's more, where I come from, that's that could be cool that I could hopefully uh, bring it back into the community. So it is really an important part, I think. Because I look at some of the people your age over there that are yeah. um, culturally involved now, every yeah. one of them at some point use sang round dance songs, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I it sang was... with them. So I, I mean, yeah. So it's weird. Like what you're saying, I get what you're saying about, but at the same time, we got to use everything we can to get people involved in culture because, man, yeah. we're at an unprecedented point in culture loss too. So, yeah. yeah. I don't know. What do you think about that? Go. <laughs> no, I, 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 I'm into it. I, I'm not saying that. I'm, I'm not in the, in the camp of the folks that say no, don't do that because it's not our way. I mean, I think that, but I think in, in terms of if you're gonna, if you're doing anything cultural, anything that would be in the, in the sphere of, of being native, especially singing man we're we're at least on our res we're so, we're so so short of of people that are into even just singing indian things in, in any in any genre i think if we can get folks excited and learn to sing and that's i think that's the that's the next step into into learning more about your own traditional songs i guess you could say that's what i think so i'm not sure. against it mm-hmm. but aaron what the, the the one thing about it though too right it's just it's just like how um 
you know, universities and colleges around the world, like where Indigenous peoples are present, right, they have this concept called indigenization, right? They want to indigenize the spaces <laughs> there at the, these yeah, yeah. institutions, right? But the thing is, is we always had that as peoples where, you know, we look at our ceremonies today. Are, are, can we actually say these are these are our ceremonies, are our ways? Right. When we have a history of of you know trading, purchasing, yeah, you know, uh, yeah, yeah. these ceremonies, right? All all together. I'll give you an example of myself. I never grew up in Cree ceremony, but it, it was it was I guess what we we'd call cremated. <laughs> <laughs> we. Uh, <laughs> My my family grew up, uh, you know, in in the the sweatways of of the Arapaho people from down in Wind, Wind River. Oh, really? And uh, that's that's the way we we sweat. And I grew up, uh, you know, as long as I remember, like even just as a small little, you know, maybe two year old, that was was in the sweat there. And that's where I learned how to sing, right? Because you know, my of course my uncles. You know the the all my uncles that that cut the 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 drums of Poundmaker albums there. Yeah. You know the Tusis family. Yeah. That, that, those were my my original singing mentors that where I learned how to sing in sweat there. Okay. And uh, it wasn't they weren't singing Arapaho style. They were singing the songs, but in yeah. the Creed style, right? Yeah. And then uh, you know you look at uh, round dance though. You can do that still, right? And you, you can you can put the words of your your own people into those songs and yeah you know sing sing your own style and, and yeah. introduce that and influence it do your own feast to, you know prior to that you know right. how you do it or your own way of giveaway even right like yeah all of these things are or if you want to ad- adopt it all together right just you know ask somebody to come and show people how to do it and you know, develop that mentorship for for younger people, or you know, other other ceremony runners that that do things like that. You know, arena direct pose and all that. It's a similar thing of stickman, right? That yeah, there there never used to be stickmen long ago. It, there there was hardly any singers, and it was the singers that 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 had Sundance song rights that really were were recognized as the singers that would. Hmm they'd ask them to go and sing some round dance songs. So they, they just sing and maybe they'd sing a, not even just four, they'd probably sing about 10 of them and, you know, how, or maybe just sing a few and sing as many starts as they want because there was hardly any singers. Right. But as, as time grew on there, you know, more and more singers started becoming round dance singers and leading songs. And eventually they had to be a, uh, you know, an inter immediate person that that would have to select singers as they came in hmm. because the the MC would would lose track right of other things that oh, he's talking yeah. while he's talking right and can't keep track of the singers as they came in so that's how they were selected uh, eventually that you know they'd be uh, picked as how, as to how they came in and hmm. that would be the most respectful approach right that yeah. Rather than you know somebody getting skipped, like hey, I I came before him, like oh, you know that yeah. they're yeah, yeah. disrespecting me, <laughs> you know. <laughs> now nobody thinks like that, but you yeah. know, like, but also you have to mind, be mindful of, of people's spirit as well, or yeah. helpers, you know. And Are you suggesting, Aaron, that Indian men pout? 
<laughs> Are you suggesting such a false claim? Oh, we have this thing up there, up here that, you know, you, you have to be mindful of what you say to a person because you're not just saying something to them, but he might have protectors with him that will, that will take care of you for him. Right. So yeah. you have to really watch how you, how you act around people because you don't know what they're carrying. <laughs> Basically. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. That's a thing. Yeah. I'm wondering, Aaron, is that, um, in in your country, what is that? Do you feel, do you have that same? Um, you get that same pushback from the from the older folks or the generation above about bringing in things that are maybe not quite don't belong. Yeah, or no. for sure. One of the one of the things is competition eh? in the round yeah. dance circle. Like I know a lot of uh, round dances, mostly in in the the state side are introducing and and using competition as the drawing point for yeah for the round dance hey and it's it's kind of almost destroying the purpose though in a way because yeah. you know we we try to maintain that it's a dance that we're calling upon our ancestors to dance yeah with us right and there's strict rules there that you can't walk in between the rows of dancers Mm. Little kids at one time weren't allowed to even come to round dances. Oh, really? Out of their own protection because of right. what's being called there, right? That you know that they do, they don't want children to be harmed if if they uh, you know are running around all of a sudden and you know offend these these ancestors that are there, yeah. right? So yeah, yeah. Ceremonially, you know, they're they're strict about it, and you know, my, my dad you know himself wasn't even able to go to around dance until he was 18 oh really that's yeah they kept a lot of those things and uh you know we, we see a lot of round dances you know blowing up the eyes you know and 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 this is the thing that you know a lot of people were were warned about long ago and you know round dances never really were threatened by by this uh by the prohibition period right so yeah. you know what i was mentioning there earlier they they were put away even before that and the, the story was is that round dances became such a big thing a big deal and uh, you know a lot of people were were so focused on that hmm. and and were only wanting to do that and eventually they became so big you know that eventually uh the the elders and and ceremonial people got afraid hmm. And uh, they believed that, you know, because people weren't listening to the rules or weren't doing the how, how things are paying attention to the, the, the protocols and, you know, the cultural uh, values and stuff like that while they're doing yeah. this, they, they felt that they were asking for, for harm to come, whichever mm -hmm. way, you know, maybe weather, maybe flood, maybe yeah. sickness, maybe... You never know where to write or how our people thought or even what they were told or shown. So they yeah. they 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 went around and, and they 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 end up uh, telling people to that they have to put this away now for a while. Mm. It'll come back again, but you know, out of the safety and protection of, of all our people, we need to put it away. Mm. So it was put away, and 
it was a few years ago where this history was was shared with a lot of people that they see it happening again. Oh yeah, yeah yeah. And they they were saying this, you know, let's let's say ten uh, years ago. And uh, they were they were open and micing it up and uh, these stories like that right over the mic, hmm. telling people that you know this was put away because we were we were, we were afraid that you know something was going to come sickness was going to come hmm. uh, but you know uh now now we're in a pandemic and we can uh, you know covid-19 pandemic and couldn't even have round dances right and yeah. people are kind of even scared to have them now they they did have yeah. some recently even uh just just over the winter here and you know a lot of people got sick from there oh you know, and, so hmm. now, uh, but again, I'm not saying that's why, but it's it's one of the things <laughs> <Yeah>. that <laughs> that we don't really we we don't value as much today, right? That you know these old warnings or these old ways, and uh, you know of proceeding cautiously, you know, not to offend, yeah. you know, all all of these things people just laugh at even today, yeah, and make fun of, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's pretty interesting. Yeah, I can. Um, I I suppose it'd be um, it pretty be it'd be more difficult today to to actually put something away like that now because it's so widespread. You know, I mean, I I couldn't imagine. Well, I guess I don't know. I guess other tribes might respect that, and other people would respect that and not uh, put it away or would put it away the same. I don't know. I just don't know where people's heads are sometimes. <laughs> Especially with the competition, you know, a lot of money involved and those kind of things. I wonder, um, Aaron, um, in Crow Country, Aaron, is do you see that same thing where there's like something comes in and it it gets pushed out or gets gets uh get uh criticized because it's not from the the Crow culture? Because it seemed like to me, I mean, there've been round dances in Crow Country though, right? Somebody, yeah, people I mean, throw them. Kind of. So here's here's kind of they've piggybacked things we've already done though. So like, like yeah. a push dance. Then they'll say we'll sing. We'll have these young guys sing a couple Cree round dance songs. Hmm. But so they were already like the owl dances that people do used to do. We don't hardly yeah. do those things anymore. Push yeah. dances and my grandma talks about like house dances. They used to just. Someone would have a big house and they'd clear it yeah. out. People invite people, they'd bring food over and yeah. feed. And but um the closest thing I can think of is maybe about 20 years ago, 25 years ago, Southern singing kind of became popular. Oh, yeah. 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 And and um I know it wasn't just here. There was like yeah. Cheyenne groups and Rocky Boy groups, and probably over there too. It yeah. kind of was popular to like sing that style, of, yeah. And then, but it didn't last long. It seemed like it just never caught on, and yeah, or like, nah, you know, <laughs> um, yeah. But I, I mean, I personally like southern singing. I really like it, actually. Um, yeah. I would say that the most recent in uh, thing to kind of come into crow culture that is overwhelmingly recognized as something foreign, yeah. But it's it's there and good or bad is is not Indian at all. It's just Pentecostalism. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah Which is a whole nother podcast, man. That is, that is. 
<laughs> but but I think I was trying to think really hard. Do you see see how hard I was thinking? I, I know, and I, I don't. I don't think I don't. I don't see a whole lot. It seemed like crows are pretty um, isolated in that way. No, not isolated it, it, geographically, but culturally you know, isolated in a lot of ways. I yeah, think yeah, um, yeah. what we have now is things we've had for a while. There yeah. are foreign things like the grass dance ceremony, but we yeah. got that in the eighteen hundreds. You know. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, man, I don't. The push dance actually is from the two step. Yeah. But the singing style is very crow. Yeah. Um, I would say uh, a lot of things we do are are crow, but um, a lot of it's would, borrowed in a way. It's borrowed, yeah. <laughs> but we're probably about twenty years behind a lot of tribes, so we still yeah. have a lot of our culture. But I can see it just from my time living at Flathead. And yeah. being around my wife's black feet, so being around them, seeing what they're going through culturally, or what their elders talk about in the seventies yeah. and eight, we're going through that now. You can see that wave coming through. Yeah, and what I try are, to tell people, and I'm like, "Hey," and like people aren't buying it. Are you prophesizing? I'm prophesizing a little <laughs> bit. I I, I, um, <laughs> I predicted I'd do this. So this is the other thing, like like uh, Aaron, not not the crow Aaron, the Cree Aaron is talking about about you know something something was happening. You almost said the cool Aaron, huh? The cool Aaron. Well, I was thinking that. That's right, <laughs> so something happened. Something happened to some sort of excess, and then then people got worried. That seems. I don't know if it happened in crow, but it ha- happened in flathead too. Is with the giveaways. And this was long ago. There were. There was like people started competing to see who could give away more. This was way before, before the modern times, and the chiefs at that time just they they outlawed it. They said, "Okay, no more of these giveaways like this. We just got to stop because people kept trying to give more and more, like competing who can give away more." So that mm-hmm. that kind of way kind of stopped. Hey, um, you're you, okay. I get what you're saying now. Yeah. Well, no, I'm I'm wondering if anything like that uh, that phenomenon happened too among the crows because. Aaron talked about it. That reminded me of that instance of the giveaway. I'm wondering if that also happened. I guess I heard your, your question. I get what you're saying now. And yes, no, I asked that's... a different. That's a different question. Oh, different question. This is a different question altogether. Oh. <laughs> I just weren't paying attention. Nor- Aaron, you're going to hurt his brain, man. <laughs> I know, dude. Like, Shandine has no respect, no respect for what I do for my for my job. I wrote a budget today. And man, that's like the worst thing ever. But yes, <laughs> and in fact, okay. I've been involved because of my current position. Uh, Aaron, I'm my job is I'm the tribal historic preservation officer for the Crow tribe. So mm-hmm. I deal a lot with cultural people, but also kind of in the world of like regulatory. So enforcing cultural resource law. So it's kind mm-hmm. of a weird place to be. But so I get to I'm privy privy to certain talks among like the really the, like the cultural leaders right among mm-hmm. the crow and that this talk is like people are talking about this and it, it actually does have to do with two things um the involvement of white people and and, uh, oh, yeah. and i said it i said it say it again i'll say white white folk <laughs> <laughs> and and okay. giveaways and giveaways really <clears throat> yeah okay giveaways is like uh, crow anyone who's ever been to crow fair knows that oh god monday uh, monday, monday night yeah. and here's what i'll say as a as a crow believer of culture giveaways are required 
So okay. I don't encourage that they go away. Yeah. But it's turn it's it's I do agree that it's losing purpose because it's becoming the competition for the uh, the next person. Well, Who's yeah. bigger giveaway, you know? A giveaway 20 blankets. Uh, well, we're oh, give 20 is a small. That's 20 small. is a small giveaway in Crow, man. Yeah. Like we're talking <laughs> 40 Pendleton blankets and horses and people have yeah. given land. Oh, yeah, man. Like it's, <laughs> it's pretty, it's pretty wild. <laughs> pretty wild, man. <laughs> no one ever gave me land. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there's, so I actually <laughs> okay. have this thing and I'm curious now we're getting into something else. Because giveaway is such a big part of being a, a tribal person, not just a crow, but a lot of people. I, I have actually run into people, and I'm curious what Aaron thinks, that there are people who don't get involved in cultural things in fear of giveaways. So I've called it oh, giveaway really? anxiety. So they'll oh. be like, well, we want to get involved, but maybe you come from a family that doesn't have the means to have giveaways and feeds. Or yeah. they feel a lot of pressure to like ask people to be involved or things oh, like that yeah. so i'm curious do you think that that exists among your people <laughs> go <laughs> you I, people <laughs> I, I i really believe so and you know it, it is a it is a hard thing to do especially uh you know and in, in, in the times we're in where where people are you know living from bill to bill right and and yeah. to put up a giveaway could really mean you know following through on their commitment to ceremony or not. Right. And I I believe that that's a, that's a large component of of why people only choose other, you know, to follow certain other ceremonies because they can do that without having to make that commitment of a giveaway to Right. So I I believe it's a thing. And I think that's something that, Oh, by the way, uh, speaking of, uh, you know, I mentioned sweetgrass, right? Yeah. We're we're part of uh, like Poundmaker, Little Pine, Sweetgrass. Used to be Thunderchild until they moved uh, on the other side of the river, and uh, also with partly with Red Pheasant people. But we were also historically known as the as the Battle River Crees. <laughs> oh, really? And uh, people like because the, the the one of the main rivers in our area is the Battle River, and we we've always. Uh, kind of lived along that river and uh we have a lot of respect uh, out there uh, you, you don't want to piss off the battle river crees but get this <laughs> though we have a crow we have a crow connection here the sweetgrass you know, connection sweetgrass, sweetgrass reserve the 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 old man sweetgrass that the first chief there was actually crow really yeah you know what's crazy is i knew that and the only reason I knew is as part of that Big Bear settlement that happened that was kind of big in the 80s and 90s, mm-hmm. there was Crow involvement in some of that research. And my grandmother was hired by some, I can't remember, a Canadian law firm to do genealogy to find mm-hmm. the descendants of sweetgrass. Yeah. Hmm. And, and I remember briefly hearing about it. But the only reason I, I was kind of familiar with what you're saying is after she had passed away, I got copies of some of her like genealogy stuff, family history stuff. And in there was a whole file dedicated to big bear. And then as by default, it was like some of the sweet grass stuff. And, and in there mm-hmm. it was like, who are, who were his kids? And, and then, cause I think his daughter or something had moved back 
with the crows or something. I can't remember exactly, but mm-hmm. yeah, that's pretty wild. You're the first person I ever heard say it though, other than my grandma. <laughs> how, how did it, how did it end up there? I don't know the, the story though. Like I, I, hmm. I, I, it, it's always been in the talk though for, you know, that, you know, since we were kids that, you know, well, chief, chief sweetgrass, he was a crow Indian. <laughs> what, what year, what, what year was that around? What 1987. 1987. <laughs> <laughs> well, the, the reserve system didn't happen until after uh, 1867, right? So, or 1876, I mean. Yeah. So it was it was those years that he would he was the chief, but he was already he was already known as old man sweetgrass by then. <laughs> Put it that way. Oh and, okay. so, yeah, and was... then uh his the the other chief of their people was uh his name was Strike him on the back. But the uh, yeah, the, that was the always the thing that like how how in the heck, right? Like yeah. I mean, that's, that's not wild. Man, you blew yeah. my mind just now because um, that folder, my grandma in the 80s, research on him and who his family was. And, and from what I gathered, they, at that time, she still, people still remembered like who he was, really? stuff like that. So I'm going to, I'm going to look back and see, because it'd be kind of cool to see now. Yeah. I'm curious better. to know how, yeah. how I ended up there. 1876 prior to 1876 yeah hmm. so a, a bit a lot of people even even from there yeah probably don't even know the history even today especially in terms of genealogy so mm-hmm. it would be pretty interesting to to see yeah pretty crazy and and like i said my grandmother was the only person who ever said it to me my dad's mom that i ever even heard say it so the fact that you're saying it it's pretty crazy because I never heard one other crow say it. <laughs> this is a magical so, uh, connection. Did so we just become connection. best friends? You got, that, <laughs> you got that connection to the Blackstone singers. They should be uh, called up for host drum there and crow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think I permission to sing you, any Blackstone song now. <laughs> any of their old double leads you can sing those oh man. yeah i have the right now to sing <laughs> yeah terry yeah, yeah. pascomans double leads with the solo with the solo um okay. <laughs> hey that was a killer speaking of round dance tapes that first blackstone round dance tape was pretty killer back in the day that was a september rain hey oh yeah i think, I think so i think that was called I think September oh, Rain was a powwow tape. That was a powwow tape? Yeah, I think it was called like Long Ride Home or something like that. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Huh. I, I was supposed to be on that round dance when we were, we were actually practicing. Like Terry would come pick me up in Palm Maker and we'd all, we'd all be practicing for that album. Like, you know, Terry and Randy would always pick me up. We'd all go to round dances too. And, uh, but the day the album came, I was just sick. I said, no, I I just can't even. <laughs> but we we're uh, we're first cousins, eh, me, Terry. Like, oh, really? Uh, okay. His his okay. late uh Kukum, his grandmother, was uh was my Mushum sister. So that's how we oh, were related yeah. like that. So huh. Blackstone, it was the that was the group, man, when I was younger. 
first mm-hmm. powwow tape I ever bought yeah. on my own when I was a little kid was a Blackstone tape. Well, Blackstone yeah. Fort Duchesne. So that's a deadly album now. Those, oh, yeah, yeah, that's the one. That's the one. Cool, man. Man, there's a lot. I think there's a lot more that we could chat about. Well, you know, can, especially can now we, we're getting into the powwow singing. What can, can I? What? Can I? Can we do a quick thing with with Aaron before he goes? I want to hear his his top three round dance recordings. I want to know what your top three <laughs> round dance recordings are. Now, okay, wait. My yeah. go to, like your go tos, yeah, like the ones like, hey, if you had to show somebody, like, man, you want to hear real round dance singing, like, just this is it. What are mm-hmm. you? I want to hear it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Playlist. Oh, the the first one would be the, of course, the Red Bull, the first Red Bull album ever, right? That that would the pink be the one. First. Yeah, with the, the bull the on it. One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's classic. That yes. one, of course. And then uh the next one would be um would be the uh what what the heck was it called? It was the art Musiman one. It had the, the painting of a cowboy on it too, and it had that the scabby oh. lips song on it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Scabby lips, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Isn't there and one then, on there where he talks about uh uh skinny legs too or bird legs? Is that on that same album? Uh, that, that's the same song. Like, oh, is it the same one? He talks. Yeah, oh, okay, like, same yeah, song. Hold me oh, up your yeah. skinny arms. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Skinny <laughs> arms. That's the one. Okay. So, do you have an honorable mention? Since that was your your top. Three oh, and then, there? And then, no, that's only. Two. Oh, that's two. That's two. two. Yeah. Yeah. The other one would be that. Uh, I think it's it's. Uh, it, it was the, the one of the latest Red Bull ones. With uh, it was just uh, late uh, Arnold, Pete, Edmund, and uh, Troy, and Chopper. There was just four of them on that one. I think it might have been Round Dance Fever. Oh, oh Round Dance Fever. Oh, I, think, I don't think I heard yeah. that one. Dude, you've never, you've heard it. I don't. You've well, I must have. I don't. Yeah, I don't. You had to have heard it. Must probably have. you probably had owned it when you're at treatment. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Got you yeah. through treatment. <laughs> Dang, man, round dance fever. Mm-hmm. I okay. forgot about that. I gotta get my. You got those? Do you have those? You have those on tape still? I have the first Red Bull on tape. No, the other Aaron. Uh, I don't care. What oh, yeah, I got, I got, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I got. I got like a bunch of tapes, and I have that Art Moosman I went on tape I'm talking about. That's I just yeah. can't even think of it, but I got that on tape. I have the cover and everything. And then uh, eBay I have it. the other, that that Red Bull, though, I don't have on the old one, but you can you can find it on uh, on SoundCloud. The oh, Saskatchewan really? Indian or Indigenous Cultural Center has sound files on uh, on SoundCloud there. They have all the old uh, SICC albums from Red Bull Yabe, you know, all, all, all of their, they, they've been just uploading them there. Nice. It, that sounds like a gold mine. You know what? I'm yeah, going to put that link in the show notes for those straggler listeners who are still hanging in with us. That's <laughs> cool. How long have we been talking? Uh, hour and 30 minutes. Oh, well, before we go, what's your top three then, Sean Dean? Me? Top yeah, three? I want that. There was both, this one. There the was Aaron's this one. Aaron's dying to know. Okay, this there's this one, and I I can't remember the name the the full name. It was the group was called Nakoda something. Hey, Nakoda, hey, Nakoda um, or something? No, 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 not Hey, hey. Nakoda. It was one of the first ones I heard. 
Nakoda something. Nakoda Travelers? No. Just start saying <laughs> stuff. I, I don't. I, I, I can hear it in my Nakoda head. Nakoda Creek? Because it was... <laughs> Because <laughs> it was the first, it was around the first ones that I ever heard. And I was just, it, it was enchanting. It enchanted me. <laughs> the, I think the, the the biggest album that nobody has today is is the Songs of Bear Hills. I was just oh, going to yeah. say the Songs of, that's, Bear, Song and of that's, Bear Hills. That's one of them too. That's one of them. And then the next one, which I, 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 I am uh, quite fond of, but I can never get a copy of it, is the old McGilvery and Green Ooh. Just those two, those two old timers. I don't know if how old they were at that time, but mm-hmm. I, I really like that one. Just because there's good, just two of them, you know. They had yeah. some good tunes. Yeah. Well, they those blended are... real well together too. Yeah, yeah. The singing, yeah. the singing was nice. So, Song Bear Hills. Uh, I wish I could remember Nakoda. Nakoda something. It's really old. Well, uh, old for me, I guess. And then yeah, McGilvery and Green. Those are those are probably my top three. What about you? Because I know you want it. You, <laughs> no. you're well, just, you were just leading. Up. I don't. I don't. I think there's a lot of pressure on singers to always say we're the oldest. Yeah. So for me, uh, like, well, straight, we're Art, going old. Art Musiman. <laughs> Art Musiman, straight from the heart. That recording oh, yeah. is badass, man. Yeah. Then of course I gotta go with Little Island Cream and that first one. What was it like? World Champion Singers or whatever that first one was. Yeah. I didn't get like into a little Island Creek song. Man, I, I was a little Island Creek like freak. Yeah, I wasn't too into it. And then I'll probably say the first Red Bull. Or, yeah. Or no, Dance to Red Bull. Dance to Red Bull. Oh. You didn't, you know. <laughs> okay. I, I better not say <laughs> okay. Well, that's cool, man. What, I what, mean, I know, I was just gonna you almost said it. something offensive. Uh, I did, yeah. Almost let you say it. Now you don't want to say it. No, I don't want to. <laughs> well, I'm thinking, you know. You were gonna talk, <laughs> talk about Big River Cree. No, you? I wasn't gonna talk. About, I was <laughs> talking like some Randy Wood, you know. No, never. <laughs> I don't like. I'm gonna say it right now. I don't like solo round dancing. Yeah, yeah. I used to be into it just for a little bit, but yeah, it faded pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. You, you gotta be honest. You probably like that harmonizing stuff. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, no, yeah. no, no. I do it sounded cool the first time I heard it, but then. Well, yeah, like anything's cool for a little yeah. while, but like what I my go to, just like in powwow singing, it's I, I like I've always I go through stages, but I still think Big Bear was is like the biggest reason. Like, man, when yeah. I first heard live at Fort Hall, it like blew my mind. Yeah, yeah, that was a, that was a good one. And I've said that on this podcast like eighty times. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Anyway, we kept Aaron Tatusis a long time though. Oh, go ahead. Finish. Yeah. No, I'm go good, ahead. man. Like that was that was a good talk, man. Like, yeah, it was awesome, uh, awesome to be asked to to share that that you know what a lot of people don't have the opportunity to hear, right? And yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And, you know, it was good, really good. Yeah, I think there's well, we a lot pride of... ourselves. I yeah. think we pride ourselves in asking questions that normally people don't talk about on podcasts. You know. Yeah, man. I, 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 even even though you know it sounded pretty heavy, there's there's a lot of stuff that I left out. Yeah, and I'm just kidding. <laughs> so look, so look for part two and three and part you four. You have to buy it from me. To hear <laughs> yeah. This was just the introductory, like the free thirty minute trial. <laughs> yeah, this is the thirty. Minute. Yeah, yeah. You're gonna for get to the pay. payment of. 
To hear the rest, it's a small subscription. 149 American. <laughs> For two more episodes to reveal the secrets of the, the Patreon. The Patreon will hear the fool. Yeah, Patreon subscribers will get will get all access. Three, all three of our Patreon. All three. <laughs> yeah, by the way, yeah, we gotta recognize our, our sponsors, man. I'm not gonna do oh, it we now. Have sponsors? We we do, yeah. We we have a few sponsors, a few bucks. Hey, before we end with okay. Aaron, though, is there anything like do do you want people to follow you like on pod or like do you have a podcast? Do you have like I got, I got, I got Facebook, and that's it, man. Facebook. Oh. <laughs> what? Yeah. You're now. What, what is your um? I'm but sorry, uh, music, uh, music wise, I, I I do have uh, the the guns of Poundmaker on 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 uh, what what is it called SoundCloud? Yeah. And I do have uh, Big Bear files on there when we when we sang with Big Bear. Yeah. And uh, you know, there's a unreleased album that that's housed on that as well. Is it the red bottom one? No, no, no. Oh. This one we we recorded it up here and up here in Canada, but it, it we never got it got to release to to sell a CD to that point. But you know, uh, studio quality recording live, mm. and uh, mm. that's that's on my uh, SoundCloud as well for free access. So we'll put that link down in the show notes. People can access that. And then um, you you work at um what what institution you work at there? I work at the Saskatchewan Polytechnic. I'm, uh, okay. Sask Polytechnics are one of the colleges we have here. It's a, uh, it's not really just a trade school. It's you know full on college, and yeah, I'm the uh, Indigenous student advisor there, and uh, I look after nice. all our Indigenous students there. Cool, man. Well, that's good, man. That's good. Um, thanks for taking the time out and chatting with us. We could probably keep going, but I'm getting a little bit hungry, man. I'm getting grumpy. Yeah, we'll have to do a part two. I know we say that all we the should, time. We should, yeah. Because I felt like we're just getting lubed up. <laughs> it's, just yeah. getting, it's just getting nice. I, I shouldn't have unmuted. I muted myself, and I thought, no, we got to do a part two. I wanted to say that. And then you went. No, no. I said lube. Well, this no. is this is what we want. This is what we want. We want to try to get more singers on here. Like, um, you know, we had Mike LaFromboise. We had... um. um uh, John John stiff arm, you know, uh, dropping some knowledge bombs on us, and and Aaron mm-hmm. same just educated us on on a whole history of the Cree round dance. So that's good, and I think that's things people that the thing we need to share around, and um, you know, I I think it's pretty important. These singers are important; they know certain things, and well, some singers are important, not all of them. <laughs> <laughs> You guys heard it here first, Sean Dean said not all singers are important. I'm just kidding. And he that said that you have to pay a yeah, yeah, yeah. To sing Some singers are important. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Ten percent, ten percent, ten percent. American. Crazy. That's American, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And then, and Aaron Tatusis will be responsible for distributing that amongst the Cree nations. The Plains Cree Nation. <laughs> Aaron Tutusis will be providing Cree singing licenses and permits. <laughs> so if you go to his Facebook and, and cash app him, you can get your Cree singing license from yeah, Aaron yeah. Tutusis. Yeah, yeah. Love you know, one. My, my, my answer, my answer to them is I'm I'm gonna be saving for a van. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
a Dodge conversion van. <laughs> the, yeah, yeah, the Dodge conversion. <laughs> the roof's a bit leaky, but it's still good. All right. Thank you for joining us on this episode. And if you want to learn more about what we're up to, go ahead and search Tribal Research Specialists in Twitter, Facebook, or YouTube, and uh, check out our other sites. And if you want to contribute to the show, go ahead and look us up on Patreon. We would appreciate your donation. (laughs) 